Man, it's hard coming from a worship moment into this, you know, because then everyone's quiet and it's awkward. But I got a joke. So I'm going to lighten up the mood. I feel that I need to lighten up the mood. Here we go. I've got two, so we'll see how this one goes. If I have to do the other one, I'll do the other one. Okay, so a teacher said to um, Johnny, sorry, Johnny, I didn't know you were going to be here, but his name is Johnny. (laughs) If I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two cats, how many would you have? Johnny said seven. And then the teacher goes, no, listen carefully. If I gave you two cats and another two cats and another two cats, how many would you have? And young Johnny again says, seven. And the teacher was like, okay, let me put it another way. If I gave you two apples and another two apples and another two apples, how many do you have? Johnny goes, six, and the teacher goes, yes, okay, so if I give you two cats, and another two cats, and another two cats, how many do you have? Seven, and the teacher just goes, Johnny, where in the heck do you get seven from? And Johnny goes, I already have one cat. There we go, that was smart, that was smart, eh? One more, since I'm on a roll, I might as well not stop there. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with this one. We'll see how this goes. A teacher asked her students to use the word beans in a sentence. So one student goes, my father grows beans. The other student goes, my mother cooks beans. The third student goes, we are all human beings. I nailed it today. I think I nailed it today. I'm pretty happy with that. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. Here we go. So we're going to get straight into it. I love asking questions. So I'm going to ask a question. Do you believe Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Okay, this one I want you to think on it a bit. Why is he your Lord and Savior? Just think on that. It's not a trick question, don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry, it's not a trick question. Okay, to those who answered, yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, can I get you to say why he's your Lord and Savior? So raise your hand and we're just going to pick you. Don't rush. All going once, going twice. There we go, a couple of hands up front. We'll go Nancy. Everyone hear that? Yep. Yep. Anyone else? Man, I'm sure all of you said that you gave your heart, that your lives to him. Here we go. Nice. Diane. Gave you new life. We're going one more. Now we'll go two more because I saw two hands. Sandra. Nice. Young Johnny? Nice. And I'm just saying, those are not wrong answers. Those are all right, because that's what he's doing for you. 
Here we go. So the Bible talks about us being a new creation, which Diane touched on. We got a new life. So who, who bought their Bibles? You know what the best thing is now? I'm just saying you can download it on your phone. So you should, so you should always be able to have your Bible on your phone. So anytime a preacher says, who's got their Bibles? Everyone should be throwing up their phones and going, here, look, I got it right here. Don't you worry about that. So here we go, 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who recounted us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was recounting the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, we implore you on Christ's behalf. Be be recounseled to God. What does new creation mean? So I'm going to ask a lot of questions just to get you thinking. And I find that's better because this is between you and God. So a meaning of new. So I broke down the two words, new creation, something I hear a lot of pastors do. They break down certain words. So the meaning of new. Introduce or discover now for the first time, not existing before. That is new. Creation, the meaning of creation. The action or process of bringing something into existence. So that's what we are. When we allowed Jesus in our lives, we became a new creation. So we didn't exist before. Change is important. People will see a difference in you when you give your heart to God. They'll see something different about you. And they'll want to know more about this change. What caused this change? How did it happen? Let me tell you, people should see that you're changed when you've given your heart to God. I'd be afraid if people said, man, you're still exactly the same. I'd be like, oh. I got shot at by a bullet. You know, because we should change. When we give our hearts to God, we should be changing. We shouldn't be the same walking around swearing, walking around cursing at people, walking around fighting, doing drugs. We shouldn't be in this lost place because in this it says we are a new creation. The old is dead and gone and the new is here. And that's what we are today. We are a new creation or when you first gave your heart to God. I love, I love the word hypocrites. Jesus used it a lot. We can't be hypocrites to tell someone, man, you need to change your life, and, and we're doing the exact same thing they are. Why not? Because then you're not a new creation. <laughs> Distractions, eh? <laughs> no, no, it's good. <laughs> But we are a new creation. So we can't be hypocrites. 
We can't say, you need to stop swearing if you're still going around saying, Kia ora! It's, it's emphasized more, but it's a different word. Or we can't tell people, you need Jesus in your life if we haven't got him. One of the many things I love about Jesus is he always told the truth. He always told people how it was. He didn't go out to offend them. He went out to help them grow. So with this, it isn't with me. I was challenged this week going through it, talking with God. I was like, man, I need to do some growing up. I say often I'm a new creation, but am I really? It's progress. Yeah, exactly. It's progress. But we all need to grow. We all need to remember we are a new creation. I'll do a little example. So when, when you go out with your friends, so say you haven't seen your friends in five years, you end up going out with them, hanging out with them, and then you go to a party. The word says you should be transformed, not conformed. So when we get into the old situations of where we used to hang out, this is where you've got to make the decision. There's a split moment. Remembering, actually, I'm transformed from this world. I shouldn't carry on drinking. Could I say if someone struggles in their area or is even swearing, sinning, you know, we shouldn't encourage them in there. So it's like saying, oh, come, come over to my house and we'll just hang out. And then you know your intention is we're going to have a beer, but you know that person's struggling with it. Can I say I did that? I did that to a, a brother, a close mate, where I said, actually, if I'm there, it's going to be okay. It's not. Because at the end of the day, they can go off somewhere else and hang out with someone else. But you have encouraged it. And I take responsibility for that because that was my actions, thinking it's going to be okay. But that's not to make you feel condemned or bad. This is actually to help you grow. That's what we want is growth. Jesus, the, you know, when you look at a mustard seed, what happens when you plant a plant or a seed? It grows. And that's what we need to do. We can't stay in mustard seed form. We need to grow. They say a mustard seed's the biggest tree. So we need to grow into that big tree. How do we grow? Reading our word. Hanging out with God. Changing things. There's so much scriptures in here that help you see that you are a new creation. I need someone to grab something for me. Um, Tells, can you please grab me two toilet paper rolls? <laughs> Sorry. It's for a reason. It's for a reason. <laughs> Not the reason hopefully you're thinking. Sorry. So here we go. We're going to do this toilet paper. I, I like seeing this. Before we get into that, can I um, get you to think, how long have you been walking with God? So think about that. How long have you been walking with God? This is, this is my personal opinion. If you've been walking with God over 
three years, there should be real growth. Even two, there should be real growth. We shouldn't carry on doing the same things we were doing before we were walking with God. Thank you. Because we are a new creation. I'm actually going to get us to do something. When I say I am, no, when I say new, I want you to say I am a new creation. New. C plus. <laughs> so again, new. You are indeed. Here we go. I need a volunteer. A volunteer. Don't be shy or I'll pick someone. Here we go. Actually, yeah, we'll go. Actually, I need two. So, Phil, you want to come up? So what Phil's actually going to do is he's going to wrap Joshua around in toilet paper. So what they used to do in the old days when, um, when they died, they wrapped them in cloth, but today we got toilet paper. They wrapped them in cloth because they had died. And so, Phil, can I get you to start wrapping Joshua? So if you can stand there straight. So this is Joshua getting wrapped. He was... <laughs> we need to get three-ply shell next time, okay? Three-ply, not two-ply. I'll talk to Joe. If you're listening to this, we need free ply toilet paper, not two. It breaks too easy. <laughs> but yeah, so this is Joshua, you know, he died. So his old self, you know, if there was drugs, if there was porn addiction, if there was grief, if there was sadness, if there was heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. Just keep going, yeah, keep going. We've got plenty of toilet paper. This is him. This is his old self dying. You know, people will see him and they're like, oh, no, this is who Joshua is. This is the type of person he was. But today he's dying to that. We're slowly getting there. See, the technique changes. But this is him. So we saw Joshua here. When we look at us being a new creation, it means the old is dead and gone. That body that was left in the tomb stays in the tomb. That's okay. We'll just do one. Thank you, Phil. So this bot, stay there. So this is Joshua. He's dead and gone. So all those things he used to struggle with, used to hurt from, used to hurt people, it's dead. So we remember Joshua as a bad person. Could have been. He could have done drugs. He could have done all these things, alcohol. But today. When he gave his life to Jesus, guess what? He actually gave his heart back to Jesus last week. How amazing is that? So this body that he used to struggle with is now dead and gone. And what I love is, we, is Joshua, just rip it off. 
Let's rip it off. And today, he's a new creation. He may look the same, but he's different. Because now he has Jesus in his heart. You're loved. You're amazing. You're smart. You're intelligent. You're more, than, you're more valuable than you know. I really hear God saying that. You are valuable. He is a new creation. Thanks, Josh. And what I'm saying today is, we need to remember we are a new creation. That is us. There's some struggles that we deal with. Rob brought last week that we need people to help us in our blind spots. Oh no, the week before, sorry. Who actually went out to look for some? Who actually went to someone and asked for help? There you go. That's a step. Can I encourage you, if you didn't, Look for someone that can help you in your blind spots. Because we all need it. I do as well. So when we become a new creation, it isn't just sin that goes. We actually end up finding ourselves, who we are. Matthew 16 Matthew 16, verse 13 to 20. I love this scripture. When Jesus came to the region of Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the man of God is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but, my, but by my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. God told, Jesus told him who he was. So his name's Simon Peter. But Jesus said, you are Peter. So God tells you who you are. So when we allow Jesus in our hearts, when we say, you are my Lord and Savior, he ends up showing us who we really are. So when we grow up, we start to pick up our parents' parents' habits. Am I right? Because I often get told I'm like my dad. The way I do things. I often get told I'm like my dad. But we pick up their habits. I'm not saying it's bad, but what it is is God wants you to pick up his habits so that you end up knowing who he is. How do you pick up someone's habits? Hanging out with them. So I encourage you to hang out with Jesus more. Hang out with God. Get into his word. Go find your quiet place and watch him reveal himself more. So us being a new creation, it's a journey. It ain't easy, but it's fun. Because there's going to be some things that pop up 
that Jesus wants you to deal with. I love verse 20. It says, and I'm sorry, I love verse 20 in 2 Corinthians 5. Because what it says is, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as through God we're making his appeal through us. How powerful is that? Who knows what ambassador means? Don't worry, I looked it up. <laughs> Don't worry, I got us all. Oh, sorry, no, Jesus has got us all. An ambassador is a, rep- a representative or a promoter of a specified activity. So God has called us to go make disciples of all nations. How are we meant to make disciples of Jesus if we're still doing dumb stuff? Am I right? So we need to be more like Jesus to be able to make more disciples like Christ. So verse 20, so I want to say, you are ambassadors of Christ. Can you look at your neighbor and let them know as well? Tell your neighbor, don't just look at them, sorry. Tell your neighbor that they're ambassadors of Christ. Here we go. So this is what I believe. We cannot carry on doing the same things we used to do before we gave our lives to Jesus and tell ourselves it will take time to change, yet we don't want to change. There has to be a change. You can't be 99% for Jesus. You can say, that's heaps. Now you can't be 99%. You can't be 25%. If you want to be with Jesus, be 100% all in. 100% all in for Jesus. Because let me tell you this, a relationship doesn't work properly if you're not all in. So either you want to change or you don't. Either you think it's bad or it's not. But if it's going to cause a brother to stumble then it's wrong. Romans 14 verse 13 says, Therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. If it's going to cause our brothers and sisters to stumble, don't do it. Easy answer. Don't think about it, don't do it. So if you think, actually, will that make my brother stumble? There's your first step. Say, don't do it. Because you're thinking about if it's wrong. I got a lot of scriptures today because I just feel those are better to explain it. Because the Bible is God's living word. So Ephesians 5, verse 1 to 20. Can I actually get someone to read it out? Does anyone want to read it out? Okay, I'll read it out. Thank you for volunteering. (laughs) Ephesians 5 verse 1 to 20 says, Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, 
as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be foolish talk or coarse joking, crude joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving for the for of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person as an idolater. Can someone else say the word for me? Idolater, that's it. Has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of of darkness, but rather expose them. So we've got to expose this darkness. We don't join in it, we expose it. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. On encourage you. Make the most of every opportunity you get. making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've got to chuck off that darkness. Your mind is a battlefield. If you allow Satan in, he's going to come in. But if you focus on God, he's got no place to stand. So again, get in your word. Spend time with God. Pick up his habits. Pick up things he likes doing. He loves people. He gives you freedom. He gives you a choice. He gives you peace. We are ambassadors of Christ so that other people can see that. I've got another long scripture. I love this one too. Colossians 3 verse 1 to 17. Since then you have been raised in Christ. Set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Can I encourage you? Let's not think about earthly things that we want, but rather let's start thinking about what God wants. That was brought up in our prayer meeting this morning. Is accessing heaven. We've got that access. 
not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk with these in the life you once lived. But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. Clothe yourself with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other, the fo- bear with each other, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds every all things together in perfect unity. This is what the Word says, not me. God says you are a new creation. Put the old self to death. We are a new creation. We can't carry on doing the same things. I'm going to keep bringing that up because we are that new creation. We need to remember it. You cannot keep living in both places. So what I mean is you can't live in God's kingdom and the earthly kingdom because you're just going to be constant at conflict. Your body's going to be battling with your soul. Can I encourage you, put that to death today because God says you are a new creation. It's your choice. You either want to follow God or you don't. But I'm saying if you gave your heart to God, you already made that choice. Step back in his camp. I heard this saying, it's actually in a song. It says, bad company corrupts good character. Which I believe is true. But we need to change it around and say, good company breaks bad character. So we need to be that good company that breaks this bad character mindset. Meckeridge. <laughs> but that's what we need to be. That good company that breaks those bad bondages. Can I get us all to stand to our feet? I'm, I'm wrapping up. But I believe God needs a, a loud shout. Because he's, he's good. So can we just, okay, we're just going to praise him for, for 30 seconds. We're just going to praise, just let everything go. Don't worry who's here. And we're just going to shout how good our God is on three, okay? It's all of us. One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus, Father. You are good.
You are mighty. You are powerful. Thank you, Papa. Jesus. Yes, Father. You are good. You are mighty. It's only 15 seconds. Come on. You can do better than that. Sing it until your voice gives out, man, because he's good. Hallelujah. Pete, can I get you on the keys, please? And let's just stay on our feet. Let's, let's stay standing. So can I get us to close our eyes? And let's just focus on God. Let's remember who He is. And let's remind ourselves how great He is. What He did on the cross was more than just dying for our sins. I'm starting to, you know, a lot of people say, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I love what Jesus, what Jesus did for us on the cross. He took a person that's not perfect and died for them so that that person can be seen perfect in the Father's eyes. So today I want to say you're perfect in God's sight. No matter what fault, no matter what fail, God's saying you're perfect. I'm going to give a time of response if, if you're struggling with doing old things, of needing some things broken because you're a new creation. I want to encourage you to come up front and get prayer. Because God wants to remind you of who you are and what He's called you to do. You're more than just filling a seat. You're called to go out and let people know about Jesus. So if that's you, where you've, there's some things you need to break. God wants to set you free this morning. And one more. Even, I love this. Often Joe says, if you need prayer, come up front. I'm coming to a place where I know I need prayer all the time even if I feel like I don't need it. So I want to encourage you, prayer is just not a Christian thing to do. It's something that we should do together. The Word says that. People prayed in fellowship together. So this morning, if that's you, let's pray together. Uh, so here's the, th here's the thing. <clears throat> You're a new creation. That's you. When you gave your life to the Lord, the reality, this was you. Okay, half up. <clears throat> this was you. So if you haven't given your life to the Lord, this is you. You're a Marabah. If you have given your life to the Lord, this is you. You're a Crunchy. What we tend to think of is, is sorry, <clears throat> when we give our lives to the Lord, the way we think is we still think like we're a Marabah. No, you're a new creation. You are a Crunchy. Well, hang on. You're telling me that I'm a Crunchy, but I still do the bad things. Yes, in spite of the fact that you're doing the bad things still, the reality is you're still a crunchy. 
that's foundational. If you don't get that part, you'll never be able to change your behavior. Because first and foremost, what you have to understand is that your behavioral changes are based on the fact that you are a new creation. We get this part, Jesus died for me. Here's the other part that we have to, die, we have to, we have to understand. Jesus died as me. That's why sin is dead. See, it's not trying to change this to become this. You're already this. And so I just want to encourage those that are struggling with sin. Here is the foundation to stop struggling with sin. Sin is dead. Oh, hang on, but I'm still doing this. You may still be doing that. But the truth is, sin is dead. And when we begin to understand that sin is dead, then we begin to understand that it no longer has a hold on us anymore because we actually see it for what it really is, and it's dead. Otherwise, if we don't see it in that light, what it becomes, it becomes a struggle. And the struggle is is, is that because we don't need anybody to tell us that we're doing wrong. That part we can work out on ourselves. And this becomes our journey. We sin because we think that we, there's no other choice to because we're trying to change, but we can't. And we come to the cross and we're feeling guilt and we're asking God to forgive us. He's gracious, He's loving, and He forgives us. And then we walk away and then we fight with our sin again. And this becomes our journey. Now, folks... I just want to encourage you for those that may be struggling with sin. The first and foremost is what you have to understand is sin is dead. Therefore, the sin in you is dead. You are a new creation. You have to respond to this message. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. Father, I thank you that you set us free from sin. Lord, I thank you that you call us sons and daughters. Father, I thank you that you see us perfect for what your son done on the cross. Lord, today we say we're free indeed. It's going to be a journey, but we're going to walk in your footsteps, Lord, to see us, that new creation. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this awesome day we're going to have. Father, guide us and lead us. Help us in our struggles. Give us strength. Father, you are our fortress. We thank you that we can call to you in times of need, in times where we don't need you, and you'll still answer. Lord, have your way with us this morning. Have your way. In Jesus' name, we all said... Come on, let's give him a shout of praise.